Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here again. There will be no spoilers this week because we aren't covering the film. Uh, there will be swearing. Uh, and I would like to start state from the beginning of the episode um, that I believe this is the best title for an episode we've ever had. Uh, and I can take <laughs> We've had some pretty good titles. Yeah. We have. Adam, Adam comes out with some this very is... good. So uh, <laughs> this evening, this is Least Haunted 2 Electric Lou Guru. Yes, get in, <laughs> champion. <laughs> um, so we did an episode uh, a couple of months back where we discussed our quote-unquote true ghost stories, uh, and we got a lot of uh, good feedback from people, and we thought, oh, lots of people are interested in saying that they've got stories of their own. And, and so we were like, yeah, chuck it out there, um, and people can send us, send us their true ghost stories, and we can discuss them. But it would appear that all of our listeners, like us, don't fucking believe in them. Because we had <laughs> one email from a good friend of ours uh, who did say, this isn't supernatural, but it's just really weird. Um, and it is a great story. So we will be reading Joe's story in a little bit. Um, but in the meantime, uh, in the absence of any uh, supernatural stories, um, we are going to discuss, and also, so we can shoehorn that name in, uh, we are going to discuss the South End Werewolf. Um, mm -hmm. Adam, I believe you know more about this than the rest of us. Well, this this was just a thing that I kind of thought was something something real mm. that kind of doesn't have an explanation. And ever since I was a kid, scared the shit out of me because. Ooh. It made the front page of the Sun on uh, Friday, July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty seven, before my wife was born. <laughs> so she was not there to protect Nuns. me. She was. <laughs> <laughs> so she was not there to protect me from uh, such things. But yeah, front page of the Sun, and uh, I, I'm going to call my dad out here. Uh, only cunts by the Sun, but um, <laughs> but yeah. Along Did with the, the werewolf have its tits out? Is that what's going on? Here? Yeah, yeah. Page no, it was the uh, it was the page three banshee. <laughs> That's what the, the sun just went cryptid mad on a Friday back in the eighties. <laughs> People don't remember that. They, uh, Nessie had her own like agony aunt column, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was top notch stuff. But yeah, front page werewolf seized in South End. So I'm nine, and I'm thinking South End. That's fucking near. And they've got werewolves. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and I had a read of the story. Didn't didn't disabuse me of any fear, apart from mm. the fact that the guy's not actually technically a werewolf, in so much as he doesn't turn into a wolf. But it was a guy called Bill Ramsey who, I think the best way of describing it, it's kind of like had intermittent seems to be like an intermittent psychological break yeah. and would explode into sort of rages where he was uncontrollably aggressive and mm. very difficult to deal with in any way, shape or form, basically. It was, right, and, and what age, what age was he? Well, he, this start this started, well, he said that he remembers um, sort of weird occurrences as a child, like pulling a, a 
fence post out of the floor because this seems to be the thing is basically he was arrested because I'm assuming it was cemented into the floor. At least that's I, what he's I, suggesting. That's it wasn't just. I, I don't know, but basically, yeah, there was a series of incidents, sort of like in the early '80s, up to sort of through most of the '80s, basically, where he would just mm. have these intermittent breaks where he would become aggressive, and then it would take several people to try and even hold him down. And he's not mm. a big fella, but he was just sort of like whatever was happening to him just basically gave him incredible strength, just sheer and, through sheer. Yeah. Would, you know, and so did he, what sort of things would trigger that? Does he say? They don't. That's the thing. There doesn't seem to have been a thing for it. So I'm assuming mm. that pretty much, well, I'd have certainly kept it out of his way. Um, mm. But um, basically, yeah, he ended this, this, report here is when he ended up at South End Police Station mm. and there was I'm sure there was a picture of him where he's actually pushed his arm and head through you know the grill that you get in cell doors in police mm. stations so you can look in at the occupant yeah basically his head and arm through that small hole where he's just sort of brute forced his way through obviously to know you know, whether it's he gets a physical deadening or something like that where he doesn't... I mean, it might be one of those things you just wake up in the morning and just think, what did I fucking do? What did I do? Because, you know, <laughs> everything... I'm, I'm, I'm bruised here, you know. But it is interesting. So a man with a, a, a psychological issue and the Possibly. son immediately goes werewolf. Exactly. And this is the thing. I'm assuming that sells a lot more papers. Did he have fleas? Did he lick his balls? Like, why did they go to werewolf rather than just... That's the thing. I think, supposedly, he was saying he was a werewolf. Mm. Well, that'd do it. But I don't know how accurate a statement that was, because from what I gather, I don't think he was particularly compass mentis in these episodes. So I don't mm. know if he would have been making anything like coherent speech. But yeah. again, is it something that's been exaggerated on or someone picked up on it? And it's like, it's a good, it's a good headline. And as I say, it's obsessing me like mm. 35 years, 36 years later or whatever. And it's, yeah, it was just something that always stuck in my head. Now he actually, he's appeared on documentaries and I've got to say, if you want the real a good telling of the story, like a proper one. Listen to Eerie Essex. Mm. Uh, their episode, the the brilliantly titled A Sex Assist <laughs> or Essex Assist. I, anyway, uh, part one where they talk about it because he actually was um, everyone's favourite um, set of bullshit artists, the Warrens got involved <laughs> and, actually, and actually took him to America to have him exorcised at mm. the expense of the newspaper, The People, which I'm assuming is, if they that's the sort of thing they were investing in, that's why they're not currently a newspaper. I um, that was even ever a newspaper. That must yeah. have gone out of print a long time ago. But, but by the sounds of it, things seem to have calmed down following his exorcism. But equally... Following a good holiday. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it might just be who knows, but it was just yeah, just a weird little one that was like almost from 
sort of, I don't know, it was like part of childhood folklore. It's part mm. of my self-folklore. And even though it is not, you know, there is, and it's that fascinating thing because werewolves basically seems to have been slang or, or, or another term for serial murderer. In, in the past, there was a guy called Peter Stuber who was referred to as a werewolf, who was basically a itinerant child killer. But they actually, because he told them, oh, I become a wolf when I attack these people, so it's not my... It's almost like a defence that, you know, I wasn't in my right mind because I was a wolf at that point uh, when I attacked these people. Um, but, yeah, this guy, Peter Stuber sort of backfired because they obviously decided to go a bit magical in the, uh, because when he was sentenced for the murders, uh, his they shot him with silver. No, he, <laughs> no, he was peeled alive with red hot pincers. Mm. And at that point you're like, yeah, I'd have shut up about the werewolf business because <laughs> you, you've scared these people into doing something so much that absolutely yeah. fucking <laughs> terrifyingly yeah. barbaric to make sure that you stay dead. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, fucked up big time there. But I think, like we were saying, it's that sort of thing of yeah, I don't believe in werewolves, but I know the South End werewolf is a real thing, and he is a real person. And the interesting thing is when I, I, I mean, I haven't done, you, you know, it's not something that I've read every single book on or whatever like that. There doesn't seem to have been any formal diagnosis hmm. of a condition or even like, I mean, there's probably people out there sort of positing like armchair psychiatric yeah. people who are mm. positing what it could be, but there doesn't appear to have been any sort of like formal diagnosis other than he's possessed and we'll get that out of him, you know. And, um, yeah, just a weird sort of little tale that I sort of, like I say, I'll leave it dangling there. And, um, yeah, the, you can get a really, they've got a really good fit about it on Eerie Essex. Um, but there's also sort of cool stuff on, there's clips and excerpts on YouTube. He's mm. fairly well represented online, um, which... Yes, yeah, now you say it, I forgot. I think when I listened to the Eerie Essex episode, they said, Oh yeah, if you go and put it into YouTube, yeah, you can watch like a a, a five minute section of a TV show where they sort of covered it. Yeah, mm. and it was it was kind of yeah, very interesting. But so um, that was your biggest biggest supernatural. It was uh, it, it was the sort experience growing up. I think yeah, I think there was an element to it because it was like it was the first one that was current almost. Mm. Yeah, like, okay. You know, when you felt like when it was happening. When yeah. you're interested in like the Loch Ness monster and the Abominable mm. Snowman and you know cryptids and monsters and things like that, and then there's suddenly just because it's on the front cover of the newspaper, it's true, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> you know, was this was this what taught you that the sun doesn't always represent facts as we understand them to be in in the normal world? I I. <laughs> I think that that came subsequently. This is probably one of the truest fucking things yeah, ever. ever. Yeah, ever. Because at least, at least it was the well. At least it was a South End from werewolf. A, a, a South a, a werewolf from South End. It wasn't an immigrant werewolf that was going to yeah. do harm, or you know, all these werewolves coming over here taking that, jobs that from the English Daily Mail's. Uh, yeah, that's the. <laughs> And I've got to rush out to Dave's defence as well. You said, I can't believe my dad bought... 
but it is funny because that is the kind of thing I can imagine your dad in the news agent seeing that again <laughs> and then just buying it out oh. of sheer what the fuckness Absolutely. and having to know what lunacy they were spouting this time. <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. There is no way that headline was passing him by. <laughs> you know, that was, you know. Oh, and let's face it, the sun have had its moments. I mean, Freddie Starr ate my hamster. You yeah. Know, stuff of legends. They do know how to sell a newspaper. That's. A, I mean, despite the fact it's ridiculous drivel, and don't they say that the average reader that it's aimed at as, you know, is... 14 years old or something ludicrous or at least it used to be um but yeah like they do know how to put something on the cover of a newspaper that makes someone who doesn't buy newspapers <laughs> and go, i need that so, so would we say um like what are the you said Loch Ness Monster um mm. although that's Scotland but we could say the entirety of Britain what like, what are the most famous supernatural folklore stories that we have would it be werewolves Borley rectory is up i think it's ghosts like the victorian british ghost is known the world over you know hollywood Mm. is always pouring out british gothic ghost stories because it it, it is our thing you say Uh, i was thinking how the baskervilles as well yeah there's black shark yeah Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um uh, sort of demon dogs of yeah of, okay of varying um hostility some mm. of them are harbingers of doom some of them are actually coming to kill you some of mm. them are warnings about danger a bit like how the mothman is perceived and things like that mm. um but yeah there are there's there's a there's a nice set of I believe the the old term that I will use is there is a fair set of old bogies around England here and there. <laughs> Most of them smeared on lavatory walls, but there we are. And of course, yeah. you've got stuff like uh, like the banshee, which is you know exclusively Irish. Um, yeah. But yeah, like so, you do get these kind of very regionalized, supposedly supernatural entities, and I I, I think they're fascinating. I think they're really. Like I do love a good sort of ghoul story or a cryptid or regardless of whether mm. I believe it or not, I just love a spooky tale and we have a lot of, we have a lot of alien big cats or ABCs. Yeah. Which isn't alien necessarily as in extraterrestrial, but just alien as in Well, you mean it's escaped Yeah. Escaped this, large cats. But I've seen I've seen I've seen the cats that you've visited Lee at, at um, the farm. Yeah, they're big fucking cats. Without any scale, that could be a panther. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Adam is discussing the pictures that I've got of uh, me holding Cifa. Mm. Um, yeah, Chris's aunt's cat Cifa because it's Cifa cat. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like just an absolute monster of a thing. Yeah, so you can yeah. see how if you, if you saw that in a field, you'd be like, "That's way bigger than a cat should be." It's monstrous. I think that's what it is. It's just a lot of farm cats. They're like goldfish. They just expand to the environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. So. Uh. So next on from that, let's discuss the email that we received from Joseph. Yep, so Joe Watson Joe Watson writes and can I just say thank you, Joe. Thanks, mate. 
Yeah. Thanks for thank genuinely thanks for sending us a thing, man, because you are the only one. And the rest of you listeners, just think about that. All right. <laughs> you know. Fuck your ideas up. <laughs> Knuckle down. <laughs> Uh, good morning, fellas. I've got a strange... I, I won't do it as Werner Herzog. I was tempted. <laughs> Seeing as he's the only bastard who's actually written in. Yeah, I'm you don't want not him to victimised him. No, not at all. Good morning, fellas. I've got a strange story for you for the pod. Not particularly spooky, but definitely odd and 100% true. Roughly six years ago, we moved into our first home. To fill a bit of blank wall space and make it feel a bit homely, we put up a large clock. We never intended to keep the clock, so I never put a battery in it, so it's permanently stuck on the time 1.43. Due to pure laziness, we left the, uh, left the clock on the wall and left it gathering dust on 1.43. Fast forward four and a half years and little Tom was born. Time of birth, 1.43pm. Mm. So there we go. Kawinky dink. So, but yeah. And I think patterns, coincidence and patterns, I totally get. Yeah. And I'd, totally obsessed over. <laughs> and I, so I did a little thought experiment before we started recording. Uh, because I think that a lot of these ghost stories that get handed down in legend start with the impetus of something like this. Um, and as they get passed on, obviously, everyone knows how folklore works. Every time it gets passed on, it gets jolted a little bit. Everyone puts a little bit more in. You chuck another cliche in. And before you know it, you've got a hole. Obviously, that's a very lovely story um, mm. because it was the birth of their son and it was a, a joyous occasion. Yeah. Like, but if you wanted to make that into a ghost story. So I sat down and I had a little think. And I thought this is the kind of thing that would get passed on from person to person and changed. So this is what I came up with for that story. So if I was sitting around a, a campfire and someone said, right, it's your turn to tell a ghost story. I don't have the imagination to just pluck something out of the air. So what I would do is I would take something like this and then extrapolate. Em embellish it. a little bit. So after five minutes, what I've come up with is this. There's a couple... Uh, he's a lord, we shall call him Lord Abner, and his good lady wife, and they've always wanted a child, and they've been trying for years, and then one day they get pregnant and they have a son and heir, who they love more than anything. Now, in this old house, which has been passed down through the generations, there's one of those big old mantelpiece clocks, like the big old marble jobs, and it's got a time and date on it, but it's stuck on a time and date. Now, they've had people in who have tried to fix it, and no one has ever managed it. And when the boy is born, as he starts growing, he gets a strange obsession with this clock, and he sits and stares at it for hour upon hour. And then the First World War kicks off. The young man is taken away to war, is injured, and comes back in a terrible state. So they make a little day room up for him in the house, and because of his obsession with the clock, they put the clock in to comfort him. And then, on a dark and stormy night, the young boy passes away. And the father, Lord Abner, realises with horror that it is the exact time and date they've been unable to change from the clock. And at the moment of the boy's passing, the clock starts working again. <laughs> now, that is an entire work of fiction. But yeah. you could say that is based on true events. Because technically, the <laughs> initial thought that started it 
was a true story, but it was in no way horrible, but you could very easily, and I think that's what it is. I think these stories... Mm. Well, I say, passed on little bits added. You can't tell something exactly the same way. You either forget or you're excited. You you find it quite a lot. Eerie Essex find it a lot, and the same, I've started Mm. listening to Lawmen. Um, Oh, it's a fantastic show, yeah. Excellent. But they say the same as well. They go, oh, yeah, well, if you listen to one source, the ghost has no head. And if you listen to mm. another source, it's got a cowl but no face. Or if you listen to another source, the head is under the arm. And you're like, yeah, because it, it's just it's a story. And every mm. time somebody tells it slightly differently, it splits off in a completely different direction. So that's that, that, that's how these stories come about. But because it started with an impetus of a true story, so you tell the true story to somebody else, they can't quite remember it and sort of pick it up as a ghost story and change it slightly. And by the time you get to the end, it's nothing like it started, but everyone is still adding at the end. And it's a true story, you know. And before <laughs> you know it, you've got this crazy gothic tale. It, well, I mean, it's it's just, it is how legend and stories work. Everyone just wants to add their own bits. And it's also, you add according to audience, you add according to what mm. it's meant, the point that you're trying to make with it. You know, if you like, you 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 turn it around. So it was like, oh, so that story, but you want you want to turn it into a scarier story, a scary story. You know, rather than and so. But so I was wondering, will that happen as much from now? Because as we're finding, having talked about it between us and you know everybody else we've spoken to, pretty much nobody really believes anymore. Whereas I'm sure years ago, well, when we had a lot that... of this folklore stories, they really because... did. I think because of the internet, everything's written down. So mm. if you yeah. embellish a story, people will still come mm. back to the original. So like this, you know, we've told Joe's story mm. on here exactly as he exactly as he told it to us. So there's a record somewhere of how the story started. So if it did get passed on and passed on for the next five years through teenagers at campfires and Friday night drinking sessions trying to scare each other, you've always got a record of where it started. Whereas if this was a hundred years ago you didn't have that necessarily you had no real written down record of of a strange occurrence or i would uh, that said i would argue that i think it's actually possibly more likely now because if you look at just i mean and i'm not just plucking it out of the news or whatever like that but russia's invasion of ukraine you when you online there are so many commentators people claiming they know what's going on people who do know what's going on but it is all so it's all at the same level almost Mm. it's all at the same level of efficacy basically that's the page i stumbled on and unfortunately i think a lot of and a lot of the time that's where it's like oh well this is exactly what's going on because this is the first thing that came up when I Googled it versus, you know, you have to like, say for example, you know, if there's a commonly held belief that a particular form of alternative medicine works, Hmm. you know, so so I'd say this is all true for pages that tell you that it does before you get to a page that tells you. So that's when you have to get deeper with it. You have to put in like acupuncture, you know, sort of scientific efficacy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You you really have to... You could well be through. right. 
I, I'm sure you're right. I'm, you know, I'm sure if you, you know, um, what's that nonsense bullshit one where it's the basically just water and they put in a 0.0001% of oh, aromatherapy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you Google that, yeah, you'll get loads of places trying to sell you really. What's, what's the, um, what's the Mitchell and Webb sketch? He was in a car crash. Quick, get the aromatherapist in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's true because, well, not only that, but also it's like if you put, if you, you know, even down to the fact that you put in, I wanted to check how I was spelling Lugaroo. Hmm. So I Googled it, turns out I spell it right. So I'm going to be smug about that for a moment. <laughs> but I Googled it to make sure that I was spelling it right. First thing that comes up, obviously, werewolf. And then it just goes... A werewolf is a person who turns into a wolf at a full moon uh, due to a curse. Now, if that's literally the surface level of research you're doing, it hasn't actually stated at any point, but it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> it's a story about, it's a mythical creature or whatever like that, you know. And that's the thing, you have to be... <laughs> and I think it's a similar sort of thing. So I think now possibly even stories are just getting are going to get wilder and weirder, you know. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just wondered whether people are becoming more logical and it's it's less likely with regards to, so. to, to sort of like werewolf stories. But, yeah, I mean, interesting I was, to see. I was reading a book not long ago of Victorian ghost stories written in the 1920s and 1930s. Um mm. Yeah, and even then, it was so matter-of-fact. Like, ghosts are real, everybody knows it. Like, there was no there was mm. no room for, it could have been caused by this, or it could have been that, or allegedly this happened, or reportedly. It was just, this person was in a house, there was a ghost. You all know they're real, this is how it manifested. Like, it's it's just so, and it's, it seemed really weird, because I went from that to, Again, thanks to Eerie Essex, I've been uh, reading some of the Betty Puttock uh, ghost story books from the 90s. Mm. Yeah, which, again, are done in a much more modern style of it's very questionable. Some people believe, some people don't. But this is what is reported as what mm. allegedly happened. Yeah, whereas the old one was just, this definitely was, there was absolutely a spectre. It definitely came and interfered with somebody like it's just yeah, really, really strange how in a hundred years. I mean, I know we've come a long way in the last hundred years, but yeah, even the style of covering something like that, which has always been for entertainment, is now mm. delivered in a much more. Don't take it too seriously. You know, you don't have to believe it. Mm. Well, I know, I know. What's the name of? I think Yvette Fielding got very stroppy that. They were forced to list them uh, list uh, most haunted as entertainment when she was saying, but it's scientific research, and it's like I don't think it is. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is definitely entertainment. This isn't. This isn't like. This doesn't feel like panorama. Did I cover on the last one? I know I had a bit of a rant about how much I I hate these ghost hunters and their. Did I mention the spirit box when we were covering it? I think so, yeah, because that is, is the, yeah, the, I, I mean, the whole group of shouting in ruined buildings brigade, yeah, just, no, nah, it's, it's, it's not good. I mean, it's just coming up with 
nonsense. Oh, but I don't. Again, I might have said this. I might be repeating myself. So, Chris, if you're unaware, what this is is mm. it's a radio basically that just scans up and down the frequencies of like FM yeah. radio. Yeah. So you just get random words come in, and they believe that if you put a blindfold on and put headphones in and ask questions to the ghost, the words that you will hear will answer. Now, how they reckon that happens, how, if they think that the ghost is affecting the channel to which it's reaching, or if, it, if they believe that the people who are speaking in every country across the globe are somehow mm. being controlled by the spirit of some lonely dead person in that house, Neither of which makes any fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, why? Why does it need to be done through that that medium? Like, why is it necessary to be? Yeah, why do they explain that this is the thing that reveals? It's it's just a new piece of technology. Yeah, and it's just as nonsense as you Mm. know the. Uh, the electro because you have you no. have to have some some box probably so you have to have something that you buy at some point i, yeah. I assume but because because surely you could just say ask the question and chant these words and the ghost will speak to you and of course it never does in that instance but no. it's like it, that could that could be the explanation it's a magic eight ball mm. it's yeah. either fun or it's um, you take it seriously, and then who, who does it work on? I mean, seriously, that's... fucking stupid things because you decided the magic eight ball was definitely telling yeah. you what you should do. But this is the thing, and whenever they use it, they always they're definitely lying as well. Because this is the thing, like I've mm-hmm. seen them use it on a few of these shows, and they always come back and they say, How do you feel about our presence in the house? And apparently, it's randomly skimming through every radio channel and bringing mm-hmm. back whatever is on that. And it's always like, please leave now. It never goes tractor, aubergine, ejection. Like, it's always like, it it always forms a sentence and you're like, oh, fuck off. There's no way on earth that would ever work. And it just makes me so, the fact that they never try to explain why they think it works. It's just annoying. Like, where's the bigger picture of it? Like you say, what, what, what do you think is being affected by the ghost in the room that you're with, that you're asking a question, who can't answer you but can manipulate the words that people are using all over the globe at this exact moment. Where is the common sense in that? I don't. Did, did, that, did that explain that it is actually picking up the radio stations from all over the, yes. the world? Apparently, they no radio that. stations play music. They never yeah. just start singing ABBA or like the Pogues. It's always very specific words that form a mm. sentence. I thought it was shortwave radio. Like I thought it was going in on it's like pe- CBs and that sort of stuff. Mm, okay. uh, so so well, all that- you're going to get back is trucker, speed, <laughs> coffee, pornography. That's all that the people are talking about on shortwave radio. And Yorkie Bar. <laughs> but well, probably upset I, somebody now. I actually, I, it's. I agree with you. I think in their the way they do it. And also the fact that you are not privy to that. It's the person sat there with the headphones relaying what words he's heard. So, you know, but actually just as a creative technique, I think it's fucking fascinating. Mm. The idea that you could use, because you can use it to try and generate, it's like the Burroughs cut-up thing. You can just use it to create and generate new and interesting word forms or whatever like that. 
but actually then going, oh, well, it's definitely telling us this. No, that's when you've sort of taken it to a ludicrous point. It's just how Rob Zombie writes all his albums. Let's be honest. That's <clears throat> that. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love Rob Zombie. I think he's really good. I've been to see him live. I think he's fantastic. He doesn't write lyrics to songs. He just talks about random spooky words and just throws them in over a beat. And it works, and it's fine. Now, that's, now that's unfair, because he also puts in, yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah, probably does right. do that better than anybody else who's ever existed. <laughs> that's true, yeah. So he, does, he wins at that. Funny enough, I, I, I forget what it was I was listening to earlier, but it was that similar sort of thing of, yeah, I know all the lyrics to this, but I'm not sure that there's any point to them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I don't know if I've I don't know if I've connected with this or I've just parroted these words because they rhythmically work. Does it? <laughs> is he is he doing it in a bit of a satirical? Fashion? Oh, absolutely, Rob. Because I don't think he takes himself too serious. No, Rob Zombie is a hundred percent Halloween. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it is. It's like it's right. Here's my big. We're bag having of fun. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's why I was hoping so much for him as a film director, and I think he did a really mm. good job. Because that's the thing, like what he does with his music is creates a, an atmosphere and a mental mm. picture. Mm. It, it's not a coherent story nine times out of ten. It's just making you think about black cats and spiders and the number thirteen and ghostly ghostly spectres in a graveyard, and and, like, and, mm. and and that's why I was like, if you give him a visual medium, he'd be brilliant because. That's what, and his music videos are so over the top, you know, with all the green and red lighting and, and his artwork, his artwork as well, yeah. on albums as well. Mm. Yeah. But actually, I mean, now, now, the way you've just put that, I've suddenly realised that basically Rob Zombie's entire career is basically is creating an industrial version of the theme music from Spider Baby. Yes, that's exactly that's, it, that's 100% it. Is. it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. It does work. But yeah, when you sit down and read the lyrics, you go, "This is just nonsense, Rob." <laughs> but I love it, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to mm. keep doing it, Robert. But we won't. Yeah. Okay, so I teased last time that I had a couple of other stories. Not they aren't ghost stories, but um, I'm going to say that least haunted expands out into all kinds of unnatural, uh, unusual phenomena. Mm. I'm I'm going to make a declaration now. I feel fortian. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going for for more of a fortian. Yeah, I yeah. feel fortian. It's yeah. It's just I like reading about weird shit, and maybe one day we'll have an explanation. But for the moment, let's just keep documents. Yeah, and just enjoy reading creepy shit. Mm. Um. Okay, so. My, so I've had two experiences semi-recently. I can't remember if I've discussed one of them on the podcast. Um, I did, I posted it under somebody else's thing on Instagram at some point. Somebody was like, what's your, you know, weirdest thing that's happened to you? And I posted it up. Yeah. And somebody just messaged back and went, holy shit, is that real? And I was like, well, yeah, but like it's, (laughs) so I want to preface this very clearly. The reason I'm telling these I do not believe I have now or have ever been abducted by aliens, right? I've had two strange things happen. And what kind of 
brought this to my attention, I think, was I read Communion fairly recently. And friend of the podcast, which friend, is true. Yeah. <laughs> and his thumb rating system. His um, suc- and his succulent bum. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and what I got from that is that he had a couple of weird experiences that kind of freaked him out a little bit and he couldn't kind of get his head around. And then he went and got hypnotized. I have never been hypnotized. But Ooh, my... You know what's coming up. I've seen you in front of a Lee, mirror. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, in my mind, and again, as someone who's not been hypnotized and hasn't done an awful lot, in of my opinion, what you're basically doing is putting someone into kind of a lucid dream state um, mm. where you're just imagine. Right. The other night I was listening to um, So Wrong It's Right podcast with Charlie Brooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had Richard Herring on there as a uh, as a uh, uh, guest. Big fan of Richard Herring. Don't think he's a burglar. But what <laughs> happened was I came to bed and sort of half fell asleep, and then something outside a noise woke me up, and I realised that what I'd been dreaming was that Richard. I'd come home and found <laughs> that Richard Herring had broken into my house <laughs> to steal three wine glasses because my next-door neighbours were having a party to which I wasn't invited and they'd run out of wine glasses. So he kind of, in a very friendly and jovial way, had snuck into my house to steal wine glasses. I don't think that that's real. Who fancies doing some Freudian analysis on this? (laughs) I'm I'm just looking forward to the idea that you've just hooked someone because they're like, Oh, yeah, they did this last time. I'll have a skim through, see if they're saying anything interesting. You ever talk about Rob Zombie? Oh, they haven't mentioned Star Wars yet. <laughs> and then just cut to Richard Herring broke into my house to steal <laughs> three wine glasses. And suddenly, suddenly, like, skip back, back, back. What was yeah. that? <laughs> if you're listening, Richard, and you are ever at a party at my neighbor's house, just knock on the door, mate. I'll let you have them. It's fine. <laughs> I think you're very funny. I think that's a fair trade. Um, but yeah, so I had these two weird experiences, and I think if I had immediately jumped, as Mr. Streber did, to go in and get in hypnotised, I'd be convinced of all kinds of weird shit right now. But but yes, I don't want to, I don't want to oversell this, so I shall give you my two weird experiences. Uh, yeah. So I had a dream, and it was, I say it was a dream. I was asleep, and when I woke up, I had a very vivid image that I was laying in my bed. It was my bed. My wife was there. The light was coming in exactly as it would. Like, the room looked real. It's like, you know when you normally, you're like, oh, yeah, in my dream, I went to work, but I didn't work in my house. I worked in the Houses of Parliament or something fucked up. But this was absolutely... It was my death, but it had camouflage paint on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, something's always amiss. This was absolutely my bedroom, exactly as it looks. And I woke up to find myself hovering halfway between the bed and the ceiling. And I was being dragged feet first up towards the top corner, the top furthest corner away from where the bed is. Mm. And in my mind, I went, oh, no, this is happening again. Why do I never remember it in the morning? I never remember it until it happens again. And that is Mm. all I remember of it. And then I woke up with that very clear, very vivid both the image and the thoughts of what I was thinking at. And I was like, yeah, that's a weird thing to, and that was before I'd read communion, but I just had this weird 
dream. Um, and then the next thing, and, and I think that that is what triggered the second th mm -hmm. strange thought process. So as we've mentioned before, I used to tour guide in Canada um, and we used mm. to go on this train called the Rocky Mountaineer uh, and it took us from Jasper up through the Canadian Rockies up to Vancouver. And we were going through a stretch of prairie land. So it was kind of nothing around. Uh, it was all just uh, not deserty, but it was all, yeah, it was like a dust bowl. Now, in front of me, maybe 200 yards, 300 yards away, there were two ridges, but they had a gap in between. So you could see through between these two hills, and there was another ridge maybe a quarter of a mile away behind it. So I was looking mm -hmm. at a very small closed section. And I was out on the vestibule, which is the outside bit, and I was the only one out there on my own. And... As I came between these two ridges, so I had a clear view for like a quarter mile to where the next hill was behind it, Yeah, there was a big haze is the only way I can describe it. It looked like a heat haze. It was misty and it was wobbling and moving, but it had like a denseness to it. And it was just hovering about three foot in the air. It was possibly two meters high, just this weird blur. It looked like... If you were watching a video and somebody had blurred something out, that was what it looked like as I passed it. And I had mm. exactly the same thought of, that's weird. I wonder if I'll be allowed to remember that. And then I just went in and ate my lunch and kind of didn't think anything about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I was like, that was a really strange thought. To, why was that my first thought? Why was it not, how can I explain this? What, Quick, what get your this? camera yeah. out. I just mm. thought, I wonder if I'll be allowed to remember that. But I, but I think the dream had triggered that. Mm. That's a weird thing. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't explain it. Um, but yeah, it was just a really strange... I mean, thinking about it now, it was probably... As I say, we were over sort of the... Uh, like I said, the, the prairie land, really. So it could have been a heat haze that was mm. bouncing off the low that clouds. That seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. But it was my thought process that didn't make mm. any sense more than what I was seeing. I mean, I probably yeah. only saw it for maybe 10 seconds, which mm. is a long time for you to process what you're looking at. It's long enough that I should have had time to be able to work out exactly what I was looking at, but I mm. definitely couldn't. Um, like, I guess, yeah, it would have been interesting if you'd seen it again when you were traveling on that that train again like so a heat haze that you see when you're driving in a car they can look pretty strange yeah but you see them enough that you're like we well, yeah, are not what that is yeah but that's what i mean I can imagine the first time you see one could be quite surprising mm. yeah that's what i mean so i was like it's some if it was just a, a, a normal heat haze mm. i've seen it enough that i know yeah. immediately what it but was. have you seen them in the desert like that no or a desert look, whereas seeing it on a road perhaps has a certain type of look, you know, quite mirror-like. You, you, you see the... Yeah, you see, it there. looks or, like water or, below. Water, it yeah, looks like yeah. a puddle, doesn't it, that it mm. isn't there, and then you get the strange haze. And it yeah, looks a bit but... like that. But it was funny because the when someone described the... Did you hear about the UFO thing that happened in Vegas a couple of months back? Yeah. And that yeah. was what they described in the garden. They were saying, well, in their yard, they were like, 
there's a thing out there and if we look at it it's fuzzy and we can't see it but if you look away and look at it out the corner of your eye you can see what's going on like and it's really weird because i was like oh yeah that sounds exactly like what i saw because they but, were describing it like they used predator yeah as their descriptive factor didn't they of how that looks um where it's that sort of it's there but it's not there sort of yeah and that was exactly but, what it was yeah, like lens distortion yeah effect, really exactly but but I, it, was the, it was the fact that it felt like there was something like with a heat haze you can see right through it you can see there's nothing behind it the air just wobbled this didn't look like that this was this was like a something dark was there and everything around it was out of focus and fuzzy and, and as I say, this was one o'clock in the afternoon i was perfectly sober i was mm. well hydrated i wasn't ill like i can't i can't work out why with a full 10 seconds to look at it i couldn't work out what i was seeing but at the same time i'm definitely not saying that i saw a ufo <laughs> well i think like you said there's i think it's also you've got the troubling factor of you were sort of um it was more the fact you went oh, i wonder if i'll be allowed to remember that rather than not knowing what it was yeah. was the part that sort of got you exactly um, but if 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 you may allow me, my uh, uh, I'm being hallooed by the my scientific advisor. Oh. Uh, related oh. subject. Hold on. Hello, chaps. Hello, darling. Hi, Claire. <laughs> right. So, related to what you're saying, Lee, um, when I first became very unwell mentally, um, I would um have certain hallucinations, mm-hmm. and one of them I would have often, which I was told is a very common hallucination is to look somewhere and see look like it was a space where something should have been like if you go into a room and someone's moved the furniture and you're like wasn't there something Something's, there yeah and that's exactly what i've experienced so you yeah, saying that now very common hallucination excellent mm. that's good there i've you definitely go. not been fingered by an alien thank you claire <laughs> well not that you know of <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so, I mean, now there, now there's, there's, there's a word there from someone with experience and knowledge on the whole thing. Speaking mm. of someone with neither, oh, I reckon you have been <laughs> interfered with by extraterrestrials. But that's that's a perfect example. That's exactly what is. That's it. It's like there should have been something there, but I couldn't see mm. it, and my mind knew that there was something missing from that space. That's the yeah. Mm. It's a bit like if you've ever had a. Have you ever had migraines? No, not really. I've had I've had bad headaches that I've told people are migraines, but I've not had a. So mine starts with it looks it looks a bit like if you had a speck of water on your glasses, like mm-hmm. it's a weird little distortion in a very close space, and it gets bigger and bigger until eventually I go blind. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and then I have a, the worst headache you can imagine for about two and a half hours, and then it takes me about three days to get back on my feet. Luckily, I only have one every couple of years, but yeah, it's really fucked up. But that's again, that's it. That's what it was like. It was like a weird distortion in my vision that I couldn't. Yeah, I, I kind of couldn't account for. But uh, the, the reason I brought it up again is, like we said with the ghosts and stuff. If I was a believer, I would definitely have said I, I saw a UFO that day. Yeah, and I definitely remember being abducted by aliens. But because I'm not, 
and and that's the thing it, it's all what you believe that changes these yeah. strange experiences it's based on your experience and it's based on your beliefs you will always much in the same way as it goes completely the other way we're an, uh, we're a complete and utter skeptic it's like you could present them with if you presented them with i don't know a demon there is no way they will be able to do anything but rationalize that yeah that's me always <laughs> yeah that is which is also unfortunately just what just warning you that the supernatural is real <laughs> it is very real. It's more than just a superstition, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but if if it is real, you're fucked, mate, because you're just going to be going. That's a good mask. <laughs> That's bloody good. That he's he's put a lot of effort into that, and then he chews your face off. So you know, I am the person in the slasher movie who goes, no, 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 everything's fine. They've just gone to the pub or whatever. They'll turn up <laughs> when they're ready. I'll be fine going down to the shed at the end of the garden in the dark on my own. With a talk <laughs> with some ropey batteries in it. Don't worry about me. But yeah, so your first experience that sounded like uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Mm. It is, but I've then, never experienced it apart from then. Mm. But also, um, again, you had the thought where it was like, not this again. Yeah, that, that was the weirdest bit. Like, I woke up in the morning and I sort of felt fine. And then when I remembered it, yeah, I come out in like a cold sweat. Cause I like, mm. that is it, it, not the, you know, lots of people dream about levitation. I know when my dad was unwell, my mum said like, he used to get it quite often that he would feel as if he was hovering above the bed. Mm. Uh, so it is quite a common thing. Uh, you know, it, so but- I thought, I, I thought the effect of that was because you are still paralyzed, but your consciousness is, coming to and it's like well why can't i get up why can't so i feel like, anything yeah. Yeah. yeah and so you are still stuck there but somehow you're aware and you're thinking well i should be able to get up so you kind of see yourself as lower down and stuck but yeah but in the dream i turned because as i say i was coming up i, I was going along the room and yeah. i turned around and looked at jennifer and she was laying there fast asleep so it definitely wasn't sleep paralysis it was just a dream but it is a dream yeah but as a dream, mm. to have that thought process, mm. it, it was just like, that. well, that's just ringing all kinds of alarm bells. Um, mm. I am going to share, just very quickly before we go, I'm going to share another UFO story. I'm not going to tell you who told me because they told me 100% uh, that they would never tell anyone. I'm the only person they've ever told about it because uh, they think that everyone would think they're a nutcase if they told anyone. So we would. I was discussing with this person about the ISS a while back mm-hmm. um and it was it was during lockdown you remember that the one time it came over and it was all over the news like, i've seen it loads of times since because i spend a lot of time mm. looking up at the sky um but it was like a big thing and i remember a couple other people in the street were out looking at it It was like it's the closest it's going to be mm. it's, it's about sort of twilight time so the sun will be bouncing off it. it'll be very obvious and i mentioned it to this other person and they said oh yeah i'm gonna go out and watch that um, and then I was discussing with this person recently about the the stuff that's going on in uh, Congress at the moment about the Tic Tac video and, mm. you know, the, and I was telling them about the Tic Tac video. And when I told them, they went, oh, I never told anybody this. When I went out to watch the ISS, 
I looked out and saw a dot in the sky. It was a light. It didn't look like it was giving off light. Again, it looked like it was reflecting light from the sun. But it sat still and didn't move for about two seconds, uh, about two minutes, sorry. And then it rocketed in a straight line directly up so fast that you would almost, you could almost perceive that it just disappeared, but it didn't. It just went in a perfectly straight line, straight up. And this is the most down to earth person I know. Mm. And they went, I saw it and I didn't tell anyone because I thought people would think I was odd if I told them what I'd seen. Sorry, nutcase is a terrible term. I shouldn't have used that. I, did, <laughs> I was reusing the uh, phrase that was given to me. Um, but yeah, like, and that's the thing. You do wonder how many people see weird stuff and then think, oh, well, I can't tell anyone because who Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, because you don't, it's the one thing that they always, I mean, they they quite often talk about it on uh, last podcast on the left. This has been a very other podcast heavy episode. Maybe yeah. Um, but when they, they talk about it where it's like, why would you, you know, when it's people selling their story, a lot of the time they're like, well, why would you do that? Because literally it just ruins people's lives yeah. when they, you know, if they tell a tale of abduction or whatever like that, you know, they are setting themselves up for absolute ridicule and, you know, but, and potentially like ruin, ruining every circumstance of your life because... Huh people just immediately will assume you're, well, mad, lying, a yeah. bit of both. And, yeah, so there is undoubtedly a lot that goes on because people won't say it. But also I think there's a lot of it, a lot goes on where hopefully people are just going, yeah, I had a fucking freak out there, didn't I? Right, no. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a mind blip. But, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just, it was strange that I was mentioning to this person about the tic tac and they went i've seen that and i was like what they went oh yeah i didn't tell you but that was what happened because they thought they'd seen the iss because when i spoke mm. to them next they went oh i went and watched the space station it moves weird doesn't it and i was like no it moves in a perfectly straight line mm. across the sky in like but doesn't that depend if you're seeing it which way around you're seeing it because yeah, one way what, around what definitely wouldn't have happened is it wouldn't have come it wouldn't have stopped perfectly still for two minutes and then disappeared upwards, at, you know. But it, like, I mean, like, well, if it's coming towards you and then you see it overhead, it yeah, would suddenly it, speed that's what up. I was saying, but it, it did, like, so they were seeing it at a distance. Yeah. And it shot in a straight line, straight, like it, insanely yeah. fast. Whereas when the space station came over, it moved a little bit faster I've, than a I've plane. seen it going across the sky, like yeah. from left to right. But I don't know. I've never seen it come towards me and then over. I imagine it wouldn't that come towards you, look... Chris. It's in orbit above the planet. Well, it no, but it would appear to be you, because unless you were as, at the same height as it, in which case it could be coming towards. Well, no, because you see it start the horizon, don't you? So it appears to be at a similar height to you, and then it appears to go. It would yeah, sort of but, go upwards. but at a constant speed, isn't it? It's mm. and that's what struck well, uh, me about maybe. it. Maybe how... you think relative. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I, I think I think it could be that. Potentially. So, we now know Lee is being abducted by aliens. And we now know that 
the South End werewolf is real. Hey, we cracked so, the case. We've cracked the case. <laughs> the, um, the things that I didn't realise that you can see satellites. Yeah. And so I was that... surprised when I first saw them because I was like, what, hmm. why is that taking so long to go across the sky for what it looks like? And then I realised, oh, it must be a satellite. Yeah. I, then, I... Well, I'm, I'm, you just talked about it. I've not, seen the, I've not seen the ISS, so I would be, if I was not looking for it. Yeah, oh, yeah it would look so weird if you saw it. Something. Yeah, absolutely. All no, satellites look, look strange because mm. I have insomnia we... quite badly and I've got mm. a balcony outside my bedroom. So quite often if I get insomnia... Mm. I will go outside and sit in a chair and just stare up at the sky because it's cool out there. I did the reason I can't sleep is because I get too hot because I run warm all the time. Mm. So I'll go and sit outside and cool off. Yeah. And when you're outside at night and there's a lot less light pollution, the amount of times you do see satellites coming over yeah. is fairly yeah. frequent. Um, but Adam, there's an app you can get on your phone which tracks mm -hmm. the ISS. Oh, so, you can have a look and it will tell you when is the most likely time for you to go outside and so see. So that's that was what I thought caused everyone to get excited when the app was released because then all of a sudden everyone could see it. And I thought that, that happened could be over it. lockdown or or was it it might have been just before perhaps. There was so or, there was also some an app that came out that made it appear like it was Father Christmas for kids. So it'd be like Oh yeah, there's and... that one. You can track Father Christmas each year. Yeah, that's that's been a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's another cryptid. Technically, yeah, <laughs> and and varies from country to country. Mm. You know, it's sometimes he's got claws. We sat uh, last December. We did. Um, we went for a like an online ghost talk thing where they talked about yeah the sort of Krampus, but it was Krampus mm. in other countries. Yeah, and some of them are horrific. They were like, oh yeah, there's ones in Norway where. Basically, if you're a jerk, the entire the entire town dressed like black faces and dresses in scary clothes, a bit like Morris dancers, and they come into your house and smash your house to pieces. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That's Jeez. not Christmas. Oh. Yeah, there's some really scary shit goes on in Europe. Oh, very exciting, but uh, yeah, mental. Yes, anyway, so... <laughs> probably call that a day there um so <laughs> thanks ever so much for listening um do feel free to send us your uh ghost stories etc um because we can always cover them on the what we've been watching or whatever because as i say despite the fact we are un we we're not believers we do believe that you know people experience things as i have with my strange ufo encounters um you know people do experience things that they can't explain and we find that stuff utterly fascinating yeah um, we want to hear about it it's yeah yeah it's so, not to, don't fear that you'll be mocked any more so than anyone else no absolutely <laughs> not I, and that's the thing like i i love that people do come out and tell these stories um and do kind of share them and yeah as you say i never judge anyone i'm always like well I, I think it's there's probably a logical explanation but i like the fact that it isn't obvious and that i can't work it out so yeah send them in to us i definitely want to hear as many of those as possible that'd be amazing um for our next episode we are going to be covering the red shoes from 1938 Oh, yeah, you know, you've got you've caught me right on the off. If I had the paper in front of me, I'd reel it off like no one's business. 
Yeah, sorry, I've bugged you there. Um, I think it's 40... Is it 40... It's 90... Uh, never mind. Anyway, the red shoes. Keep it going, I'll Google it. Okay, the, yes, the, that's uh, Lady Jennifer's birthday choice. And we will be joined by a friend of the show, Darnie. Mm. Yes, uh, excellent. I will give a trigger warning, though. Anyone who loves the ballet and does not want to hear somebody talk <laughs> shit about the ballet for the best part of an hour and a half probably shouldn't listen to the episode or you won't like me at the end of it. Uh, but I, I still make no apologies for my feeling about the ballet uh, or musicals in general. So, it, Yeah, but you, you, you give in for musicals. <laughs> I, some musicals can get away with it, but 90%. <laughs> it I don't think, I, yeah, I think ballet We're, and a musical or two sort of fairly distant things. Not in my mind. You might as well just take mm. them and karaoke and kids school productions of shit and just lump them all together, seal them in concrete and dump them in the North Sea. You haven't seen my kids school productions. <laughs> and that's what everybody says. <laughs> exactly. That's Oops. why I fucking hate them. <laughs> Not your kids, obviously. Your kids are lovely. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd be with you on that. <laughs> right. So before I entirely destroy my family irrevocably, um, it's 1948 is the Red Shoes. Oh, so go yeah, and watch yeah. it. Uh, I was a mile out. So go and watch the Red Shoes. Uh, don't go to the ballet. Go and listen to Eerie Essex. Go and listen to Lawmen. Go and listen to the Not For Everyone podcast. Enjoy yourselves. Don't take life too seriously. And send us all your spooky stories. Thanks very much and good night. Good night. Good night. I'm getting angry about the ballet now, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>